All right. Welcome to another episode of That There Sportscast. Uh, I'm your host, Jason Johnson, along with Jack Neal. Hello. Hello, indeed. So, world of sports. Sports. Before we get to that, I I have a blind item for you. Because I, yeah. just, I just got off a little mini vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just had one of the most embarrassing moments of my life this afternoon. Okay. Let me ask you them. How much you? When did you learn how to tip waiters, Jason? No, oh, uh, probably when I was like sixteen or so. My dad set me down and explained to me how to do it. And, right. Know, how to figure it up. Yeah. I cannot tip for shit. Yeah. I get in panic mode. I do. Okay. My mom used to like teach me at the restaurant. Okay, ten percent. She tried to teach me. Couldn't grasp twenty percent, let alone fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, we go down to where you would always want to go on the River Walk in San Antonio. You know, Mexican right. City. Maybe that's not politically correct, but yeah, I feel like they they really take that in. And, and you're uh, married to one, so you can say that. Absolutely. This uh, never mind. Uh, mm-hmm. We go, we go to where you'd want to go down on the river walk on a beautiful day, uh, the Rainforest Cafe. And, oh, uh, <laughs> yippee. Yeah. <laughs> and we're with a couple friend of ours, and they got their kid. We're ending off our vacation. Everyone's a little grumpy. Everyone's kind of ready to get back to their homes. Um, and I feel like our family did pretty well with the, with the waiter, the service, yeah, everything like that. I hope the other family's not listening. Maybe a little... Different ways of handling servers or whatever, but right. whatever. We're spending a lot of money. It's a, it's a decent amount of money. Yeah. We get the we get the uh, we get the check. It's like seventy five bucks, right? Right. So I whip out a hundred dollar bill, put it down. My son, oldest, needs a box for his meal, and we told him that earlier, but he never came back with it. Yeah. So as I'm handing as we're handing the check over, me and the other couple. They hand theirs over. There's a card. Clearly, they're coming back with it. I hand the bill over, and I say, hey, man, uh, you ain't got to worry about the box anymore. And he goes, okay, thank you, and he walks off. And as soon as he says that, mm-hmm. I go, son of a bitch. He's going to think I said he doesn't Don't have worry to worry about the change. Yeah, because I even turned to my wife and, I, and to the couple. I was like, I don't know how to fucking tip. Like, I even asked her. I said, do I just give him the... Do I give them the rest of the money? Uh, $75 bill, $25 tip. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. That's what I figured yeah. as much, but my wife was like, no, no, we're not going to give them. Bad. Yeah, but we've yeah. spent, we've spent easily a Honda Civic's worth of amount of money over this vacation or yeah. whatever. So she's like, she's like, no, 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 don't do that. I'm like, okay. Anyway, I hand it to him. And I was telling the couple across from me, I'm like, hey, I don't know. I, I don't know how to tip. You know, we're joking about mm-hmm. it or whatever. Yeah. The dude takes it real seriously. And he's like, well, look, with 15%, I'm like, I know you can teach me this all day. I'm not going to fucking remember. Right. Yada, yada. Yeah. So the guy comes back with with the credit card in the uh, and the uh, receipt and uh, the billfold. Or the bill thing out as well, that black little mm-hmm. thing. And so not only are they sitting there showing me on their phones percentages and the money, so right. clearly they're teaching me how to tip while this guy walks up. I'm fucking paranoid because I'm like, I just threw away $25 or whatever. Right. And they hands hands the other couple the ticket. And I go, 
I'm, I'm looking kind of down at my plate. You know me. I get very awkward sometimes. I can't make eye, t- mm-hmm. eye contact. I, I, I'm just like, hey, man, uh, you just let you know I needed the change back, and he's handing it back to me going, yeah, yeah I know. And I could not have felt more lower <laughs> in my fucking life. I literally, if I could have dug my way into the ground and hid in there, I would have. I, dude, I will have, I will be screaming in the shower over this moment for years to come. Right, dude. I, I could not have felt more embarrassed in my fucking life. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever had a moment like that, Claire. I I was bringing that up to see if you've ever had a moment like that in your life. Probably never. No one has ever been that fucking rude to a server. Oh no, no, no. Uh, um, <laughs> so my ex-wife, uh, because she was a server and then became a manager at a restaurant, she she uh, felt like you know she could tell the whole world how to do their shit. So everything was wrong every time we went to go eat somewhere. But yeah. So, uh, eventually, you know, you know the story. I got custody of my kids, right? Right. Well, apparently, they had taught, uh, they had been taught by their mother how to treat waiters because we're sitting, uh, it's a cheesecake factory. We were sitting there, and uh, I guess my son, uh, the middle one, Ethan, he wanted something else, and he immediately throws his hand up and snaps oh, at the waiter. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And I just immediately activated and went, I don't give a fuck who taught you to do that. You will never snap at a fucking waiter again. You That is the biggest piece of shit move yeah. you could ever do. Because you're basically telling that guy, hey, I'm more important than you and everyone else in this restaurant. Get over here and talk to me. And you know what, to me, that reflects on is you. You can't yeah. sit there and go, it wasn't me. Exactly. I didn't teach exactly. No, I, I, we, I immediately rectified that situation. That waiter came over there. I said, you apologize to that young man right now. Yeah. I said, because you, do, you don't act like that. And right. I, made, I made him apologize to the guy and everything. And, uh, yeah, I was like, no, no, I ain't getting blamed for the way this fucking kid acts because he learned from, I'll be nice and say my ex-wife. Well, that's nice you rectified him. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't do it, man. I, I was like, no. But, again, this kid had lived in North Arkansas his life with, with I'll shit you not. Uh, we get there, and, you know, it's Cheesecake Factory. They have cloth napkins. Yeah. And uh, uh, right in the middle of the meal, my, my kid looks up at me and goes, man, this place is pretty nice. What are we supposed to do with these towels they gave us? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ, I've got to, a lot of work to do with you, kids. They got showers in yeah. here. <laughs> we supposed to go wash up before we eat our meal or something? What's up here? It was fancy. Yeah. <laughs> Brown bread. Get yeah. the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, that's very nice that you did that because everyone yeah. at the table, including my 11-year-old, laughed in my face and the waiter could not have been more like, all right, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just he had, knew. Yeah. I had to start that all because, holy shit, dude, I've been living with that mo. That has yeah. nonstop been in my head. Oh, man. Um, all right. So yeah. some sports. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit of it going on. There is. I'd like to start with uh, basketball, actually, if you don't mind for basketball. a second. Basketball. Basketball. Uh, Football. 
But I'm sorry, I got a Raymond Cabrera bit stuck in oh, my head yeah. there for a minute. A, a, an yeah. old classic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Kevin Durant has uh, lost his mind. <laughs> what did he I think do? He's over fucking drama or yeah. drama queens or I don't know. Yeah. I'm not following it enough to because uh, you know it's basketball early part of the season. Yeah, we got a lot of games to go. You know, I'm not so into it. Um, I don't even know what the fucking Rockets are at right now. I should look that up and will yeah. in the in the next coming episodes, I guess. But uh, so the other night. Um, they were playing the Indiana Pacers and, uh, he got, he got fouled and it was a very like bullshit. We got to stop the, the power player from scoring type deal. Right. And he came down and he gave a lucky fan a souvenir cause he launched this fucking ball into the crowd. <laughs> Almost a fuck you to either the refs for not calling or, yeah. and he got the call. But it's like either, you know, a, a fuck you for yeah. not calling this a technical or obvious shot, uh, you know, obvious foul. Um, maybe just at the end of Pacers, maybe the fact his, uh, his one guy, Kyrie's not there. Yeah. Maybe the fact that he's supposed to be this leader and shit and it's getting to him. I don't know. Yeah. But so he he fucking launches this ball. They tech him up, of course. I mean, Steve Nash, who's the the coach, he just was laughing on the sideline, like, okay, yeah, <laughs> like calm it down. Let's let's Chill relax. Chill the fuck out. Um, and so I guess either one night ago, two nights ago, um, they're playing uh the Miami Heat, and I can't remember who the player was. He uh, he's trying to get into transition to get the ball. And, I mean, he literally just starts throwing elbow. It looked like the fucking 80s uh, basketball. I mean, he just yeah. starts throwing elbows at this dude's face and gets ejected. I mean, it's it's so – it is. it literally looks like a man who is just cracking under yeah. the surface. And I'm tired I think, of the bullshit. I think he's still putting up great numbers. I mean, he's Kevin Durant. I mean, I think yeah. he's still yeah. leading, the, leading the charge. But I just bring it up to say – Watch the Brooklyn Nets only to see how many times Kevin Durant will snap during a fucking game. This yeah. may be fun to watch. This may be taking, uh, you know, yeah. having a drinking game with this. I, yeah. it, it was really funny to watch because yeah. he's the type of guy that has no problem of like online, for instance. He has no problem. And I think he's even come out and said like, yeah, I make burner accounts just to talk shit to people. Like, <laughs> he doesn't mind a controversy, but to now yeah. see it on the court is very fucking funny. Because on the court, he's typically, I've noticed that he's been very uh, docile. You know, he, he kind of keeps a cool level head. Right. And I think there's something very funny to watch a guy with a cool level head just finally be like, I'm a fucking murder. Everyone yeah. I'm in done. my path. Yeah. Yeah, it was very funny to watch. Um, um, I was going to do UFC, but I didn't get to really watch the card. I just know there was a great card this weekend. A lot of uh, a lot of belts changed over. Um, there were some very uh, uh, very regular regular ways that everyone thought a fight was going to go. And then uh, I guess I can talk about it for a second because why would I do that to this crowd? Um, yeah. The big one, the biggest one to me is this guy. Um, I can't pronounce it very well. Kamazat Kiyomev, you may be able to pronounce that a little better. Kamazat 
Kimeyev. Okay. Yeah, Kamzat Kimeyev. So yeah, I think he fought. Uh, he fought this guy Lee. If you watch, man, he's just throwing this guy around. Oh yeah. He he's put treating the, him like a fucking ragdoll. He put him into submission. Now what he's doing there in this in this video is he's walking him over to Dana White saying, I'll fucking fight anybody. I'll yeah. fight anybody. Give me Brock Lesnar. I don't give a shit. God damn. While he's manhandling this dude, he choked him out unconscious. Um, he is a guy to watch for because he's only had four fights. He's gotten 156 significant strikes in against all his opponents, and he's taken one significant strike. He's one of those guys damn. that if you're a, a casual UFC f- guy and again yeah. stuff i've always brought up on the show of like you want to get on board with with watching or yeah. you know uh someone's train early this is the guy man like he's gonna be the champ and i don't know what division he's in in particular and i don't even think he cares like i think he's one of those guys that could be double champ very soon uh, yeah well and i'll tell you right now jack a lot of these guys i would follow but some of the consonants in that guy's name aren't even on a regular keyboard okay right they, yeah just, they don't exist <laughs> it is and tough I, it's hard to search for them it's you know the stories behind this guy are so funny what happened to names like danny the bull granzano and shit like that <laughs> you know you had names that you could you know they were a little hard to pronounce they were they were ethnic but they weren't like let's just throw a bunch of consonants in a bag pull them out and throw them together to see what we come up with i think he needs a good nickname as well yeah it is. yeah yeah call him uh you know uh Bob Jones. Right. That could be his nickname, and I can look up Bob Jones. I have no idea who to look up with. Can we give it it, what the fuck ever? You know, yeah, yeah. Well, he's a a very entertaining fighter for sure. He's a very quick, if if you watch him, you got to watch in the first round because it's going to be done. And uh, he has very funny stories of, like, for instance, when uh, the infamous Connor and uh, Khabib incident where Connor went to. Um, the Brooklyn Nets uh, arena to yeah. to throw the throw the handcart at the bus to break it open. Uh, right. He got he got turned away at his own border because they're like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "I'm going to Ireland to fight Conor McGregor." They're like, "That's not a reason <laughs> to leave our country. Like, you don't even Jesus. have a passport, dude. Like, come on." And this is before anyone knew who this guy was. Right. I don't know how he got picked up. During the uh, during and I I've have talked about him on the show before during the uh, pandemic when they were fighting in Abu Dhabi he was a guy that fought one week he was like hey I'm here I, I literally took no punches like yeah. throw me back in the next week they were like all right sure let's let's see what you can do threw him in a week later on a fight with a guy they didn't know and he murked this guy I mean he's a very Jesus. very entertaining guy it's to fucking watch Ivan Drago. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, he's very, very, uh, very fun to watch. And this whole card was in Abu Dhabi, so it was a bunch of uh, uh, a lot of foreign people who fought. And uh, the lightweight belt got changed over from um, Blankovic to, I believe that's his name, uh, Jan Blankovic to uh, Glover Teixeira. And that was a fun one because Glover Teixeira has been in the UFC. He's been fighting forever, and at 42 years old is now the lightweight heavy weight champion of the world yeah i mean that is that's pretty crazy at 40 years old right you finally it's a very it was a very i wish i was able to watch the card this weekend because for one it was very like 
I don't. I think one fight went to the decision on their main card, but it was a very like, oh, every fight is awesome. Great storylines are right. coming out of it. So um, now, do I think Glover Teixeira will hold that belt? Probably not. I mean, at yeah. 42, he'll defend it one or two times maybe, but it'll get overturned pretty quickly. Um, and that's also a funny one because John Jones came out and was like talking shit on Jan and was like, well, I don't want to hear anybody else calling me out. I, I put my legacy down and you guys can't even hold against, you know, you can't even contend twice against people. And it's just like, dog, I mean, it was an assist, but you lost to your fucking wife. To yeah. Be like, come on, yeah. man. Like, chill the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, he he needs to. You worry about court cases, John. Yeah. You don't worry about this other shit right now. There's a great meme. Uh, someone posted under the art or the article I read, and it was uh, or not the article, but when they posted John Jones' tweet, it was a uh, uh, John Coffee from the Green Mile that said, "This is this is John Jones' lawyer," and it was, "I'm tired, boss." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very funny. You just shut your goddamn mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so now that the two are out of the way, quick yeah. hits. The the big one I got to watch all weekend, and I've been following the entire yeah. series, which has been so much fun to watch, and I feel like has gotten me into baseball again. Yes. Fucking the Astros and the Braves. Yep. This has been a fucking fun series to yes, watch, Yes, it has dude. been. And it's going into game six tomorrow night. Braves are up 3-2. Uh, which I'm happy about. Already ordered me a Braves hat to wear around now because I'm, <laughs> I'm back into uh, baseball. And uh, it's actually gotten me to a point uh, where I am uh, going to be doing a lot of research during this offseason coming up and getting back into it to where when I go back into it next year, I can really talk about it now. Do not expect me to have a whole lot of information about before the All-Star break. Right. Because I think the Braves just proved this year that you could cut the baseball season in half. And guess what? You'd still be able to do the whole thing. Uh, 162 yeah. games is ridiculous. They got to the All-Star break. They've been cellar dwellers the whole fucking year. Then they said, hey... Uh, what do you guys need to 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 get to the show? And they said uh, millions of dollars, and they spent millions of dollars, went out and got a bunch of players, and then in the second half of the season made it to first place and now in the World Series. That shows me right there that them first uh, 81 games really weren't that necessary. You know? Well... I would only argue that if you did cut out those games, yeah. you're not catching the Atlanta of the second half. You're catching the Atlanta right. of the first well, half, that's what and I'm they wouldn't be in it. Get more strategic with it in that, okay, we're going to cut this season. Because the biggest bitch that I have ever heard about baseball, and everyone says it, I just can't keep up with 162 goddamn games. No, you can't. Well, you, you, can. you, yeah. you, actually, you can. You yeah. can. There was a guy I was hanging out with this weekend. He yeah. was dropping so much knowledge on, yeah. well, Bregman did this in the first half, and he was out for 60 yeah. games. That's over half the games, which the math did not add up on that. But, yeah. I mean, he it, listening to a true baseball fan is yeah. like, it's very like, it's like, damn, dude, you could accomplish a lot if yeah. you can watch this much baseball. Yeah. <laughs> 
but I, I will keep up with it more next year. I'll have a lot more to say on next next season than I would, will this season. And and hopefully, since the Braves went out and signed all those guys this year, that team will stay intact because I'm sure they signed them for multi year deals. I don't unless they didn't, unless they just said no, we're going to go out and buy us a ship this year and be done. Um, so we'll I'm not. See. I'm not quite sure about that. Um, only because I just don't know uh, the Braves so much. So I know, yeah. I know a little bit about Houston. I was picking up a little bit from what um, Joe Buck was saying. Who yeah. really wants the Braves to win? I mean, Joe Buck is classically yeah, kind of tell. Yeah, he's classically talked about like, which is funny to me. Every team says. Joe yeah. Buck hates his team when they're talking about him. It's yeah. a lot like the way they talk about Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. But, you, dude, Joe Buck really wants the Braves to win. Yeah. And I don't blame him, dude. It's a great story. It's it's yeah. the team that sucked. And, like, you I mean, you just said it. Team that sucked at the All-Star break, guys said, hey, I want, I want to win. I'm going to throw yeah. all my money into this shit and let's see if we can win. And they're right on the verge. Yeah. Um, a couple of things I will say about um, – couple things I'll say about the series and what's going on. For one, if you if if the Astros can get over if the Astros can get 6 or runs over, mm-hmm. they'll win. The yeah. Braves have not gotten over 5 runs right. throughout not only this this whole series, but the later half of the series I saw with LA, they couldn't get over 5. Right. If they can do that, then they're golden. They're good. Yeah. Um, which they may. I was telling you last night, uh, the Astros are getting hot at just the right time. We're going back to Houston. Last two games, they have to win out. Now, granted, the Braves only have to win one of the two. So, we'll see how it goes. But but the, the Astros were getting hot last night. So. Well, here was what the big change was from game four to game five. So, game games three and four – they go back to Atlanta. Atlanta is loud. Atlanta oh, is yeah. really fucking loud. Yeah. Um, some would probably say culturally insensitive <laughs> by their <laughs> chant, which I was Fuck like, em. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was definitely like, wow, guys, let's let's relax on the tomahawk chant. It's Atlanta. Move the fuck down here and find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, um, they, uh, they, you know, they got, they definitely got hot. They had. What I've noticed is they like really do build off of almost not only the crowd energy, and I could be talking on my ass here, of course, because I don't know shit about baseball. But from what I've noticed, it seems like when the crowd gets warm, typically, typically like in football, they say like "shut the fuck up," you know, like right. be quiet. Basketball teams will get fans will get kind of loud during when a play is going on offensively for your team, right? But it doesn't get very loud. The Braves, man, their fans are screaming constantly. Yeah, during dur- during the at bats and and yeah. uh, uh, in the outfield or infield or whatever I guess defensively. Yeah. So they just, I mean, they it's almost like they get hot, and then what I saw in game um, four in particular, you had uh, this guy Swanson, I believe the shortstop. He Jack's a single homer, and then the guy right up after him, it was almost like, well, all right, I'm going to one-up you. He jacks a fucking homer. Yeah. And I think he's what? Uh, I guess it's called a pinch hitter where you, you don't play on the field, but you're just the guy who's going to be there for right. bombs. Yeah, he goes up and fucking jacks a homer, and um, and it was almost like it was over. I mean, the Astros yeah. just couldn't figure out what to do. It was very much like, oh, this this series is over. 
Now, what the manager of the Astros, Dusty Baker, did, who this guy is by far my favorite person, I think, on earth. Yeah. 72 years old. Old as fuck. Does not look 72. Does yeah. not talk like he's 72. No. Has this swagger about him that is, I am yeah. fucking 72. I got all the knowledge in the fucking world. They did an interview with him after game five, where after they won, where he was literally looking at the reporter almost like, ask me a stupid question, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Ask me. Like, it was very funny. But it re- reminds so Jules went off to walk the earth, and I'm pretty sure he walked into the Astros' uh, <laughs> fucking whatever <laughs> fucking. Uh, well, just so people, just so people know, let me pull this up because I brought this up to you last night. So, Dusty Baker, when I saw that he was coaching them last night, because I saw the same interview you did, and I was like, huh. I remember when he was playing when I was a little kid. I did not know that he played from 1968 till 1986. So damn, dude. Yeah, 1968 to 1986. So I was 11 when he retired. Right. wasn't even born when he started. Yeah, and then from 88 till present, he has been a coach or manager on a baseball team. Yeah. His whole life is baseball, but what got me was his uh, record as a manager. 1,987 games won versus 1,734 games lost. I don't give a shit about the wins, losses. Did you hear the number of games? Yeah, total. Right. Jesus Christ, man. That's And that's just as a manager. That don't count the, the – what – but 20 years he played, yeah. you know, it, it, well, his experience shows because what he did from four to five yeah. was this line, this, this batter's lineup for the Strohs is struggling. Just they have, working. They have Bregman going third Bregman. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone from the guy that was sitting next to me watching the game, to Joe Buck, to the, all of the fucking announcers. I mean, everyone's like, this dude is cold. Like he's just not got it anymore. At least yeah. this season, he's been injured all season. Um, a couple other people where they're like, oh, this isn't working. So, basically, he took Bregman from third to, I think, eighth. Yeah. Moved a couple people up. Um, I forget. There was one other change. I forget exactly what it was. And in game five, it was hot. Yeah. I mean, the the game started off with Atlanta getting a grand slam. So, that's that's four right there. Four fucking yeah. points. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Excuse me. Astros get two after that in the first yeah. inning, and then it was just on. It was like yeah. watching the Astros just chip away at this win. Atlanta got a fifth point and or fifth run, and then it was done. I mean, yeah. like then the Astros just kept chipping away and yeah. chipping away. Ended up, I think, being a nine to five nine game. Nine to five game. Yeah. And again, um, to me, it's like it. That to me is. And, again, I don't know baseball much. Maybe it could be something where Atlanta comes out tomorrow and they just, you know, knock the lights out with the ball. But it it does seem like if you can get over five runs on them, you're going to win. The the one thing that I have noticed, and this goes to to watching baseball, um, computers have made a world of difference 
in the way they broadcast baseball. Uh, showing the strike zone, where the pitches are going in, how fast they're going, mm-hmm. uh, being able to label the players and show defensive changes in position uh, so that you they can actually the, – the announcers can actually explain to you, oh, yeah, you know, this guy's batting. He normally pulls the ball this direction. So you see how they've changed their layout on the field, you know, yeah. which makes it much more interesting. It makes, you, it makes you realize that there's a lot more strategy to baseball than just nine guys standing on a field trying to catch a ball. Right. You know, it's, there's a lot more to it. Um, when I, you know, and remember, I quit watching baseball when I was a little kid. So this is why this is all kind of new to me. It's been around for years now, but, but, um, but it's nice uh, to see that because I can remember being a little kid and watching a baseball game was about the most boring goddamn thing you could put on TV. Right. Because unless you played baseball all the time and you knew by watching exactly what they were doing, you didn't, uh, you know know what the hell was going on but yeah. now they can actually show you you know with all these chirons and things that teach you uh you know yeah this is his 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 53rd pitch they're about to pull him you know and, they, and you really see how all these numbers work and everything else you know yeah it's really cool yeah that is a good point because there were a couple times last night they just dropped some stats and you go yeah. oh okay that that, yeah. that is more interesting that in football, for instance, when they go, well, that was the – he joins the club of, you know, yeah. the fourth-string wide receiver who's gotten 100 yards in five seasons right. while he was wearing black tennis shoes. And you're like, no one gives a fuck about that stat. Right. Baseball does. They have a bunch of stats where it is a lot more yeah. interesting. I tell you, man, this is a – uh, this is some of the most fired up I've been, I guess, since football started about yeah. a sport, man. It's yeah. been, and it's not only been, it really isn't about the Astros and the Braves. Although I think it, again, I think it's funny. I think we talked about it last podcast. We were a year too early on calling or, you know, calling our teams and right, right. having this work out. But um, just the stories behind it have been interesting. And then just the fact it has been very fun to watch a sport that, Typically, I don't care about, but it's the perfect amount to watch. I've watched yeah. – I did it last season. I did it – I'm doing it this season. It's like 10, 15 games I've watched. It's been very fun. We went to – shit, man, you just went to a bar and watched it the other night. Yeah. This is some of the most fun I've had in a long time of going to a, Absolutely. a bar and hanging out. Um, so, yeah, yeah, tomorrow night uh, the Astros face elimination, but they got the last two in, in – um, Minute Maid, yeah. and I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, think- Minute Maid Park's blowing my fucking mind, man. That night, whenever that guy hit that one, and it was just under the yellow line, and they went to the stats, and it showed that in 28 other ballparks, uh, it would have been a home run. Right. Why the fuck is Minute Maid set their line so goddamn high? They're fucking themselves with that, man. Bring the line down you know, two or three feet. Well, you know what's funny is Altuve hit one in uh, game four yeah. in uh, wherever Atlanta is, which, by the way, I don't know how you've – like, ballparks are have always been awesome to me. All yeah. stadiums are pretty awesome, but baseball ones in particular are yeah. very interesting. Atlanta's is so cool. Like, on yes. the so on the left-hand side, you got nothing. It's very clear. Yeah. On the right, you just got almost the cityscape. The cityscape, yeah. It's so cool. Um, fucking – he he cracked one out and it looked like it was gonna be the tying run and uh yeah. 
man, it was, I mean, maybe a foot or two away from going over, and it was a uh, yeah. uh, pot fly out. And But they brought that stat up. And like yeah. you said, the stats are interesting because it was basically like in however many other ballparks that would have been a home run. Right. And it's kind of the same thing. It's like, why the fuck are they? Yeah, they. that's the only thing in baseball that has never been that I don't understand how it didn't get changed over the last few years as they've been building these new ballparks. Mm -hmm. Because there has never been a standardization of the wall and where it is and how high it is and where exactly you have to hit it to hit a home run. and, And I don't understand all these different teams have built new ballparks over the last 20 years and they never did come out with a rule that said, okay, walls are going to be 435 feet out. You, If it goes up so high, the line has to be at this height. Right. They've never done that. And, and it just still, blows my mind. And you can still build your weird, quirky things. And yeah. I mean, Minute Maid, when they built Minute Maid, no one could figure out why the fuck they put a hill at the back corner. At the back corner, yeah. And that hill has fucked over a couple teams where yeah. goddamn thing rolls up. I. I can imagine being in like a, yeah. a professional fucking baseball player. And you go out and you. I've never dealt with a hill once in yeah. baseball. Why is this here? <laughs> I tell you what, though, where all this non-standardization of fucking uh, fields comes into play, the betting world, because now you have well, this is so and so, and he's he's not normally that big of a home run hitter, but in this park. He has hit 27 home runs because he just he hits it in the exact right spot, you know. Yeah. So that becomes a thing where game by game, where they're playing and everything becomes a a, a part of you know like how am I going to bet this game? Right. You know. So it's it's and you know I mean like they've learned how to take the non-standard standardization of the field and turn it into a stat. Yeah. So it's like okay, cool. I tell you, man, I'm I'm glad I don't have that. Uh, I have the gambling itch. I'm glad it's not with sports. Uh huh. Because, dude, in baseball, it, it is pretty funny. DraftKings will pop up this ad on the side. By the way, you want to sponsor us, DraftKings? We're more than willing to become mm-hmm. sports gamblers. Uh, they popped this thing up, and it was that Altuve, the one that was almost a home run. It was like he's plus three fifty a hill home run right now you bet this amount of money right now it was in the middle of his pitch yeah. pitch count or whatever if you bet right now you'll win nine fifty yeah and it was the very next pitch he jacks it almost home run and boom done and I was like yeah. I'm so glad I'm not that guy that would like oh I can't even, I don't even think you could have uploaded the website that quickly to be honest right. or, or put the bet in how quick it went but uh, if you're a true gambler, you've already got that site up. <laughs> eh, yeah, yeah, you're actually right. Yeah, they. Uh, but yeah, it it that shit's crazy, man. That the all the because it is a game of statistics. Mm-hmm. All the different shit you can bet on baseball. Yeah. It's not just are they going to win? Are they going to lose? Is there a point spread? It is. Fuck, man. It, 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 there is a one in six chance this guy is going to hit a home run tonight. Bet $10 now, and it'll win you 60 if he does. You know, it's just all these little bets you can make. Right. It seems like it'd be fun, but I have such an addictive personality. This is bad, dude. Oh, I know me. I'd I'd be fucking betting everything. I'm just laughing. Definitely keep note of this episode of any sports gambling places. For 
any odd reason they yeah. ever hit us up yeah. and they're like we'd like to sponsor you but you got to delete that one episode yeah, yeah. but yeah i dude we I, yeah you're right just too addictive of personalities i'd lose mm-hmm. my fucking house so fast um anyway yeah that's baseball it's been yeah. it's been super fun yeah. um well, that, it's been great. Let's get to let's talk some goddamn football, man. Holy shit! I want to start with a game that made me wish there was a mercy rule in football: the Texans versus the Rams. Why in the fuck did they even play the game? I don't know, man. Uh, the I mean, score does not denote the, how that game was played. Yeah, I was about to say Sunday. I was uh, I was watching fucking. I, I tell you, I was betting on an orca fucking snagging and grabbing a, a trainer. That's all I was watching <laughs> that day. Uh, yeah, I thirty-eight to twenty-two. I thought you know even the, again even the friend I was hanging out with he was like it's it's garbage fucking it's garbage scores but they well what happened was in the second part of the game and the towards the end there uh uh LA put in their second and third string people oh okay yeah and it got really bad really quick uh for them but 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 it you could just tell it was like yeah, you could just tell it's like, yeah, we're doing this. We, we're giving these guys a chance to get a little play time. And it, it was almost like, uh, you know, in, in Pop Warner League when it's like everybody gets a chance to play. Now you guys get on out there now that we've already cinched this up. And, and yeah, once that now once they were playing against second and third stringers, suddenly all of a sudden, you know, yeah, the, the Texans lit up. But while Stafford and the crew were out on the field, it was it was murder. They, I mean, it was horrific. Well, that is, yeah. I mean, that is very telling because the stats I'm looking at are yeah. uh, Stafford twenty one to thirty two, three hundred five yards with three touchdowns. Yeah. And if they yanked him after the first half, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Davis Mills though over here twenty nine to thirty eight, three hundred ten yards, two TDs. I mean, right. But all came in during garbage time. All came during. Yeah, it was rough, man. It was rough. Man. It was it was really really rough. Uh God, like I say, like I say, if there was a mercy rule in football at halftime, they would have said, "Hey, you guys just go ahead take the pads off. We're going to go on home, you know." Um the uh now, the second game I watched. Well, hang on. Before yeah. we get to that, I mean, can we talk about fucking the move they made with Ingram? Sure. Did you ever find out what they got for him? No. I never even saw. It It, it was basically they told him, you want to go to New Orleans, go. Uh, I'm looking up. I'm trying to and see. And they, you know, uh, who was the best back they had at the time, stat-wise, best score they had stat-wise, and just let him go. Um, Tomorrow is the day where we figure out if Deshaun's going to be gone or not. They're saying they're prepared to hold on to him. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. Good, good call. Yeah, it's a great call. Um, I don't s- know what the fuck's going on with that situation. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not trying to leave you hanging. I'm just trying to – okay, so yeah. Houston will receive a 2024 seventh-round pick as part of the trade. A 2024 seventh-round seventh round pick. pick. Yeah. I mean, I guess that does speak to <laughs> – well, I mean, when you got Ingram, but well, whenever you're going from being, you know, on the team like the Texans, where yeah, you are king shit, to where 
you're going to be going and basically backing up Alvin Kamara. But he did score yesterday, and he did for New Orleans, and he did uh, he did do very well on some plays. So he still got some left in the tank, you know, and he did. He wanted to go back and finish it up in New Orleans, I guess, because, you know, it's where he should be. I mean, hell, even the announcers yesterday was like, oh, it's so awesome to see Ingram back in a New Orleans jersey, you know. I mean, that's great and all, but that was still one of the most – because – I just heard about it. I don't. I don't. I don't know who I heard it from, but it, it may have been over conversation. Like, you see, they traded Ingram. I was like, "Yeah, fucking, is there an Ingram in basketball?" Because I know the Texans didn't trade fucking Mark Ingram, oh, and then yeah. going to the Saints. And which that was the interesting thing of, if you want to go back to the Saints, we'll let you go, but you can't go to any other team. It's like, yeah, hey man, you see that life raft over there. Well, you can jump off this burning ship, but you can only go to that life raft, right? Not to the cooler boats, but that yeah. life raft that will still save your career a little bit. Go jump on that thing. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you fucking get out of there? I'm just, I'm just in awe of the shit the Texans are doing. I I don't know what the hell is going to happen with that team. I will it's, say it's, it's. I will say I have not been down on the GM. The GM to me has not made. He's not made a whole lot of noise. He's not made a whole lot of dumb moves. This is now the first one that's like, what were you thinking on that one, dude? Yeah. The only the only other team that I can think of that would be like, what the fuck, man, is the Jets? Because I mean, they. But then again, they came back and won. You know, as far as like, you know, it's just in disarray. It's never good. Gotcha. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um. Which they won this weekend with their backup, and so you know, hey, that could be uh, telling. Yeah, um, I mean, even even the Jags have a plan. You can see it unfolding. You know, it's like okay, we're going to wait till this kid gets good. We'll try and build a team around him. Right. But but the Texans, man, I don't know how they're turning this shit around. I, I mean, know. especially without getting rid of Deshaun Watson right now. Yeah. If they get rid of him right now, they will get three number one picks for him. Yeah. You know, what I'm curious first picks. What I'm curious about is that they're just stockpiling all these picks and then next year, whatever, they're just like, we have all these picks yeah. for whatever quarterback wants to get out of their fucking place yeah. and they'll fit in with our system which doesn't seem like the Texans even have a system at that point, but maybe it's like yeah. you come down here, not you can run the system, but you can help help the Build team. Build the system. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if it's that situation. It's very weird. That that yeah. uh that it's Ing- crazy. That Ingram one was a was a mind fuck of just like yeah. it almost sounded like they almost offered it to him, yeah. which is very it's like disappointing. I, I look at the Texans and just literally don't know where the fuck they're going. With Maybe. that, I just don't know. And uh, but you know, um, d- speaking of Mark Ingram, uh, that game between New Orleans and the Bucks was amazing. Yeah, watching New Orleans come in, uh, ended up beating the Bucks with their backup in because Jameis Winston, holy shit, man, got horse collared tackled, which got called, of course, it's going to get called. But when the guy brought him down, I have never in my life seen a knee bend the way his did on that play. It was yeah, 
it, it, I felt it yeah. in my knee when I saw it, and it was just yeah. His left ankle was almost at his left hip. Yeah, which I don't know. I haven't gotten any notifications yet, but do we know what the story is on the injury? No. I saw just a couple things going around, like yeah, you know, Peyton Manning says this is this is concerning, could be a a, a, a um, season-ending injury, possibly career yeah. injury that will last with him. I don't know, dude. I mean, it is very impressive to see him. I I give it to him for fucking. I don't know if manning up is the right word, but not waiting for the oh shit is done. Jameis Winston's season is prematurely over after suffering a knee injury in New Orleans where he tore his ACL and did MCL damage. Yeah. Pretty much if you can rip it the fucking apart in his knee, yeah. he did. So, yeah, his season's done. So Season's done. He can come back. Because yeah. what I was saying yeah. is it's possible career ending, but – I mean, I don't not these days, not with these surgeons they have now and how they're putting people back together. I'm not worried about career ending, but um, with the way he was playing before uh, the injury, especially against the Bucks, he's definitely got a future as long as he is. He heals up, you know, Uh, but here we go. I mean, Taysom Hill was out this this week and and. so it ended up going to their third back, their third quarterback, uh, who did very well. But I'm sure Taysom Hill will be in here very soon. To me, though, why? I mean, yeah. this guy just came in. Yeah. I know they were already up pretty high. Yeah, but that doesn't stop your. The, well, no, they were up high, but but the Bucks caught back up. That's what I'm and saying. And this kid managed to hold his composure. Well, I was going to say that's that's what I'm getting at is that yeah. the fact that uh, they came back has nothing to do with this quarterback. That's all defensively, right? right? Um, Taysom Hill has arguably the shittiest deal NFL football's ever seen. So mm-hmm. why do we even have to? Because that's the that's the thing I hate about fucking sports sometimes is we gave yeah. this guy amount of money and even though he's not producing we're not going to give this other guy yeah, a shot a chance. Yeah. Taysom Hill, he, they literally don't have to put him in and this no. guy could take over which Hell, is Hell, they a don't shame. even have to keep him on the goddamn team. Yeah. They can literally got a no guarantee contract where they can just say, "Eh, we're not going to give you the rest of your money. You need to leave." You know, fuck, man, that's craziness. That agent saw maybe money and was yeah. like, yeah, maybe Taysom. Yeah. I, I will say, uh, and this is like, I just, I, I was just about to say horse collar, you got to be ejected. But that's just a that's just a weird thing that happened with Some, Jameis Winston, yeah. I guess. But that was shitty to watch where it's like, he's – He's beating you. You know a horse collar is going to get you a penalty. Why the fuck would you do that, man? Well, you know, and the reason it's not an ejection is because it, it is easy to accidentally do one. You're going to, down to, to tackle the guy. You're bringing your arms down. You grab Fair. by the collar. You know, but you can tell when it's accidental and it's, oh, yeah, he just fucking, he just yanked that fucker down. Um, and, and. But I totally agree. I mean, horse collars were, well, hell, what was his name? I can't even remember. What was it, Roy Williams? Back in the day, he was, all he did was horse collar tackle. Right. That's how he, that's how he learned to tackle. Well, it's a very efficient move to get someone down. And then as soon as they said, no, I mean, this is, 
you're going to hurt these people doing this shit because you can. You can seriously hurt somebody with a horse collar. Tackle. Absolutely, it's whiplash. And, uh, yeah, and he and so as soon as they got rid of that that type of tackle, it literally ruined the guy's career. I he because he, he it's the only way he had ever learned how to tackle. Right. You could tell after that he was just like, "What am I doing out here?" You know, that's sad. Yeah, and I, then I think what pissed me off the most is while. Jameis Winston's getting up, which I, I will yeah. say I really did like. He didn't wait for any medical to come out. He got up and was like, yeah. "Just I'll get off the field. Yeah, just get me the fuck out of here. It man. really does show, I think, because I don't think he'll be back with the Saints at this point. But yeah, he, he could be. but Maybe. We'll see. But, I mean, he was already, what, on a one-year deal? There's already talk that the Saints may go pick up Cam. So yeah. So even that right there, it's yeah. like that, that already shows, I think. I think he's very smart in the way of – I need to get yeah. myself up because he must have felt it immediately. I need to get myself up. Other teams will go, that's one tough motherfucker. We need to get him down. Right. And he was producing. Right. I mean, he he really has been. I mean, they beat the Saints and or they beat the Bucks, and he was the guy that was leading the charge. You know, I, I think he'll land. Now, talk about early, early speculation if they, you know. But I think he will land with a team yeah. and prove he's a starter still. But what I saw in the clip is that while he's getting up, you got like three Bucks players going over to the ref and being grabbing their shoulder pad as an essentially he was grabbing the shoulder pad and it's like Yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm soft and that's why I'm not a football player, but it's like the guy is fucking trying to get up. Like yeah. his his see his career could be over and you know arguing with a ref never gets you anywhere. It never goes anywhere. There's yeah. never been one fucking time a ref goes Ah, you're right, man. Let me yeah. turn this call Holy around shit, on television. I didn't even see it. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was I, so um, trashy for the Bucks to do or the, those yeah. particular players to do. I thought that was so shitty. Yeah, I, you I, could say the Bucks. Fuck them. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Even though I guess Tom Brady cured this kid's cancer. Did you see that fucking story? No. There was some little kid. Oh, yeah. And he gave him the football. And all, yeah. Yeah. I, I saw a quote of the kid on instagram it said well tom brady said i could beat cancer so i beat cancer yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, good for you kid yeah. tom brady gave me a golden shower and i beat cancer oh, shit. Yeah. i'm so glad i was done drinking dude you would have fucking had ruined equipment over here golden shower <laughs> tom brady's urine cures cancer uh allegedly <laughs> allegedly uh, there's a, well, you know, speaking of, and I got to say, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it, everybody hates Tom Brady, but in all honesty, you know, he's, he's a human. He's a good guy. Speaking of that 600th ball, man, gave the one guy a Bitcoin for it. That's $30,000. Right. But then also Gronk and another guy on the team also gave the guy one Bitcoin. So he made like in Bitcoin, like. Between ninety and one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. I don't know what Bitcoin's going for right now. Last I looked, it, it this has been months ago. Is it was thirty five thousand because of the dip. Yeah. So, but still, that's a lot of fucking money. Now, is it as much as he could have gotten had he held on to it and auctioned it off? Probably not. Yeah. But he got still. He got also. The, I mean, yeah. You go ahead. He I know. well. He got. He got 
uh, a couple thousand for the for the pro shop, whatever. But yeah. the one I saw, he got the re- he got season tickets to the rest of the season and season tickets to the rest or for next season yeah. as well. Yeah. My thing with Bitcoin though is when someone gives it to you, do you have to jump up and hit a brick like yep. Mario? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Son of a bitch, this shit's hurting. Um, and if you get a uh, hundred of them. Uh, you get an extra 80 years on your life. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, it's awesome. like having an extra life. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at other scores here. I mean, do you want to talk about your boys though? Fuck yeah, I do. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that was a that was a. I was following a little bit along, jumping back and forth between the Stros and that game. Holy shit, man, that game was awesome. Yeah, but mainly because you know everyone was like, okay, you know they're going to rest Dak. You know, let's let's Cooper Rush is going to come in. He'll hold down the fort. They're probably not going to win, but you know, uh, but but this game doesn't matter. The, uh, last night, the worst that could have happened was if we had lost, we would have still been two and a half games ahead of the Eagles in our division. Right. So yeah, there was really there were really no stakes involved in this game. However. Cooper Rush played like there was. He played like it was the Super Bowl and it was his time to shine. That kid, 325 yards, two TDs, one interception. And the best part of it was the way he handled that interception. Uh, Because he came back and it was like he didn't even throw an interception. Yeah. He handled, he kept his composure. He didn't you know, melt down like some backups would in that situation. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I was so happy for him. They kept telling the story last night because his dad and his mom and his wife and all were in the stands, and they kept showing them. And, uh, yeah, it was just uh, it, it, it was just a really cool story, man, to see this guy come in and have basically a career game in his first NFL start ever. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, he's never started in an NFL game, and he's been in the league for since 2017. Yeah, um, and so he, um, I think he showed the world last night what he has, you know, and 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 uh, I think maybe you know, fuck, I'm I ain't gonna lie to you right now. I'd be kind of if I was the Texans, I'd be looking at him like, huh? Yeah, maybe we should make an offer. Yeah, you know, true. Yeah, I wish I could have seen him. What uh, it was really good, man. I I think it's funny that it's like, I mean, he really is now. His stock must have gone up because it really is like, yeah. well, you ain't replacing Dak. No, but great no. fucking job. Yeah. I mean, but and I will say this much: I tell you what, there's a whole lot of people in Cowboys Nation right now that are sitting there going, "Okay, we don't want this to happen, but if Dak gets hurt." Right, we ain't in as bad a place as we thought we would be. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something. What well, is, well, let's see. Let's let's get out of Minnesota territory. It, well, and that is yeah. true. We were playing Minnesota, and Minnesota came out in their first drive, and I thought, oh God, this shit's over. <laughs> you texted me that. Yeah, you were like, I was it's like, over. oh God, Dallas going to get their asses handed to them tonight. Right. They were playing great, and then they just fucking crumbled. They were done yeah. after one drive, and um. So then the thing was, you know, um, yeah, get him out of there. And, but I think playing Minnesota, yeah, he looks like a superstar. Against other teams, though, I think he showed he could hold down the fort. Right, yeah. To. Um, I'll tell you another thing it's a testament to. 
the amount of weapons there are on that team. Yeah. I was, Holy shit. I was just about to say, yeah. I don't know if he could produce for the Texans the way yeah. he would with Dallas. I mean, if he's not throwing to Wilson, who was amazing, he's throwing to Coop. If he's not throwing to Coop, he's throwing to C.D. Lamb. If he's not throwing to any one of them, he's handing it off to either Pollard or fucking um, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. I mean, it's insane how many weapons that team has. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. And that's not even taken away from him. I mean, he that's, yeah. that's great to have. I just thought that, though. I'm like, I don't think he could. It, well, yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. And then, and then you've got um, a defense that is nothing short of a miracle compared to the way they played last year. Right. Absolutely. Um, it just goes to show you how much a defensive coordinator can change uh, a team. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I kept saying it last year, you know, fire Nolan, get him the fuck out of there. He ain't doing shit. He, he switched him from a 4-3 to a 3-4, and that fucked them all up, and, and, and they knew it. Uh, sure enough, finally they fire him at the end of the season. They bring in – Dan Quinn and Dan Quinn has been the answer man holy shit yeah he's uh gone out and gotten some players put them in the right spots and he's also changed the scheme and shit man that dude is a defensive genius apparently so here people knocking on Dan Quinn for a while was like it it blew my mind where I found out where he came from with from Seattle with the Legion of Boom it's like right look there are the players that definitely produced for them but he had to have had a system to fucking get them. There. They had. were, they were, those guys were so much fun to watch back right. in the day. Back in the day, it was only fucking and, what? And I get under it. a decade ago. Yeah, he had some rough times as head coach of the Falcons, mm-hmm. but put him back in that defensive coordinator role. And like you said, you know, I mean, that's where he, yeah, that's where he shined at in the first place. And sure as shit, he's shining again, man. He's, he's killing it. Um. If we can move on, uh, yeah. uh, I watched Packers Cardinals. It's the only game I watched this week. That was just a fun game to watch. That was a really fun game. I can't remember much, like anything, uh, you know, big to say about it, other than the yeah. fact that that fucking meme of Rogers' helmet is going around everywhere. Yeah. I think it's so funny because uh, he does somehow. They pulled the perfect picture for him to look fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but man, Rogers is Rogers may. Rodgers cracks me up because he didn't have um, his guy. What the fuck is this? He didn't have all three of his guys. His top three receivers were out of that game. Okay. Lazard. God damn it. What is his name? Shit, I can't think of it. There's Aaron Jones, and then there's Aaron. Aaron Jones is the running back, and then you got. um, Yeah. Oh, fuck. I always want to say DeAndre Hopkins because, it, you know, but he's on the other side of the that on the Cardinals team. Um, well, I'm just going to skip over that. Joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Aaron. Oh, you motherfucker. Oh, God damn it. All right. Aaron. Aaron Jones leans to John Jones. John Jones is Julio Jones. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't anyway, know. Yeah, he's, he didn't have his top three receivers on the team. So Cobb ended up being the guy who had to step up, caught two touchdowns. Ah, uh, so close, so close. Um, I, what I was going to say, if you're looking it up, what I was going to say is I find it so funny watching Aaron Rodgers yell at receivers. 
I mean, as soon as a receiver drops a ball, he is such the angry, fucking abusive dad. Like, the fuck is your yes. problem? Yes. Catch the goddamn ball. It's so much Devontae fun. Devontae Adams. Oh, I was so it. wrong with Aaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were thinking of Aaron Donald, uh, who plays uh, defense for the Rams. It's They all sound the same now. It's, that's uh, Jason. That's so racist, man. It, no, <laughs> football. God damn it. Um, I that's my only takeaway from that game is it is so much fun to watch him fucking yell at. I mean, he's this this he knows what he wants out of his receivers. Clearly, he's clearly wanting one last Super Bowl and knows it and knows how to get it done. He's so, he's been so close and to watch these receivers drop this ball. I mean, can you imagine dropping a ball he throws to you at this point and being like, I have mm-hmm. to fucking go back in that huddle and get yeah. chewed the fuck out, man. Well they even God, made a, well, they even made a comment on it whenever he like he was looking at that one rookie wide receiver and he was just shaking his head <laughs> like you son of a bitch. I cannot believe you dropped that ball. And I and the yeah. the and the, the commentators were like, Well, yeah, normally if you don't catch a ball for 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 uh, for him, he he's not going to throw to you, but now he's kind of fucked on that. You know, he's got to he's got to throw to him because it's you know. So yeah, he was just chewing their asses, man. And and those guys, they're lucky because those guys are coming back from from COVID, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. I know Devontae Adams called it or whatever, but yeah. So they'll and be. Lazard was not vaccinated, so by protocol, he had he had had close contact with Devontae Adams. So even though he wasn't positive, he wasn't vaccinated, so he had to sit out by the protocols. We're uh, we we've been doing a long episode. We ain't got time to fucking oh, yeah, dive in yeah. that. Oh God, and, and I and I won't. I'm so fucking sick of it. I I let's go. Let's just go to other yeah. scores and football. Do or don't. Get the you fuck know, out I don't give a shit anymore. Um, other football scores because I haven't even looked at them. Um, because I was uh again at uh. SeaWorld just fucking talk about a betting man. Like, will this dolphin fucking come out of this pen? Let's see. Uh, Patriots over Chargers. What's what's happening? Chargers just kind of shit in the bed lately, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Chargers go down. Um, Seahawks, of course, just smashed the Jags. Oh, Broncos over Washington. Never mind. I was going to say, oh, look at the Broncos doing their thing. Jets over Bengals. That's crazy. The fact that yes. the Bengals are now looked at as, wow, the Jets beat the Bengals, but maybe yeah. the Bengals just went on this crazy run. I it's don't know. A trap know. game. That's what it was. The fuck does everyone that mean? thinks <laughs> it's a trap game. It well, they just they had just beaten the number one seed in the AFC to become the number one seed in the AFC, uh-huh. and they think what happened was was they were kind of like, oh, we're going to play the fucking Jets. Let's just take it a little light this week. No big deal. Whatever. Right. You know, especially the Jets with their backup quarterback. Um, and so it's called a trap game. You just don't take it seriously, and then you go in there and get your ass handed to you, and get and you get humbled a little bit because it's like, yeah, you still have to practice, assholes. Yeah, you know. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Um, I was going to see if there was one other one. Niners over Bears is not a fucking uh, not a no headline. Really, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, are the fuck Jared Goff has got to be so fucking angry. Yeah. He's got to be so mad. Fucking Eagles, forty-four to six over the Lions. I don't know what can help that fucking city out. I'd, just as a city as itself, yeah. that's got to be so fucking heartbreaking. Especially because the trade between the two teams was pretty good. I mean, you really did. I don't you know. traded 
equal quarterbacks, it seems like. Yeah. As far as, like, fucking Goff was getting it done with L.A. When it comes to Detroit, anything, I, I'm with you. I don't – maybe a nuclear bomb would help the city, you know, clear out some space, bring in something new. I don't know. that. Yeah, that's – it seems like everything about Detroit's just fallen to pieces, you know. Yeah. The, the city itself, the teams, the everything, you that, know. It's nuts. Um, some breaking news from um, SportsCenter on the Gram. Uh, the Rams are finalizing a trade for Vaughn Miller in exchange yeah. for a 2022 second round and third round pick. I don't know. I mean, Vaughn Miller for sure is Vaughn Miller – is it Von Miller of what he was? Probably wasn't, but I, but but everything I've seen from that Rams team, they are tacticians. They see something in him where they're missing just a key small piece that will make them perfect. And and so yeah, I would say if they're getting, I would say if the Rams right now are going out to get him, there's something they're seeing there. Well, they're he's, already he's got something they want. They've already posted under their own thing. I mean, just as a thing of Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and Von Miller on the same defense. It's yeah. Their their emoji yeah. is not wrong when they put the fire one up because it mm-hmm. is is gonna be very strong. Um uh you know, this is unfortunate. I actually do like this player. He just plays for the team that I just can't like. But um Derrick Henry uh you know he suffered or what does it say he suffered he uh, he suffered a season in her foot injury yesterday. It doesn't give me exactly what it is. They quickly went up and uh, went out and picked up um, Adrian Peterson. So Adrian Peterson's going to be on back and play AP. He's he's still alive in this league. He, Holy shit, man! Well, hey, listen, I AP. I don't put anything past that motherfucker, man. Holy shit. I still remember he had that season-ending injury that year. He comes back off his surgeries and on there like, yeah, he's just not going to be the AP probably that he used to be. Comes back and had his best season ever. It's like the guy was – you couldn't defeat him with anything. And speaking of Detroit, when they did the uh, Thanksgiving game against Houston, I got to watch him almost beat the shit out of Houston single-handedly. Yeah. I mean, he is he is still got clearly has something in him, and uh, shit. Whether he'll be a starter or not, that's still a great weapon to have on your team, man. Yeah. I I it really anger because I like Adrian Peterson too. Just watching as a player, yeah. the same with Derrick Henry. Again, I like watching Derrick Henry. It just sucks that the Terminator plays your team two times a year. Like, right? He's just crazy fucking talented. Yeah. Which sucks that he goes out, uh, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know what that says for Tennessee. I mean, that really – I don't I – Tennessee's don't, been on a roll, man. I don't think it will affect them too much. I guess those yeah. first couple of losses really spark something under yeah. them. So, they beat Indianapolis yesterday. So, I mean, good that they dropped a division rival, but not great considering they're in the mm-hmm. same division. But we ain't catching up. But, yeah, I was cares. fixing to say, this year, who cares? It's not like you're, you're in it, you know. Dude, I said the I said last night, I said, thank God for the Astros because, you know, Houston really, really needs a win or whatever. Right. And I, I said, it's funny, you must you must be the big Astros fan. I got my Texans hoodie on, like, that's the team I watch. And he, the guy just looked over and went, oh, the season's done. And it's like, I just yeah. said – I follow the text. You don't think I fucking know that asshole? Yeah, like, why yeah, would you do yeah. that to me, you fucking prick? Yeah, well, you know, 
Texans suck, and uh, it's just the way it is this year. It's a shame, it's man. A it, it it was very funny how much shit I was talking of. Uh, yeah. Of. Uh, Oh man, we ain't got nothing to lose, man. Even if we do have a terrible season, it's yeah. all right. Yada yada. I tell you, with this terrible season right now, it sucks, dick. Oh I yeah, fucking hate it. it. It'll wear on you. But you know, let's see what kind of moves they make after after this week, and then for the rest of the season, and hopefully things can get turned around. I hope so. All right, Jack. So, do you have? Uh, anything coming up here? I do. I have Savages uh, this Wednesday, November the 3rd at 8 o'clock in Wimberley, uh, basically at the junction in Wimberley. Great and show. Come check it out. Yes, that, that, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then I have two shows on November the 16th at the moment. Um, I have MILF and Cookies Comedy Show. Uh, with a great lineup and everything, uh, show starts at nine o'clock. You can get those tickets at Eventbrite. I'll post that shit on my social media if you follow that. And then I also the same night, uh, Garrett Bus's show Exploraphoria. I think I finally figured the name of it out. Uh, that, from what I've heard, that is an extremely fun, funny show. Uh, you just basically get to go up there and do anything other than stand up. Uh, show starts at nine thirty, I believe. You can get tickets at the door if you even have to get tickets. Uh, it is, I believe, mass mandate uh, if you go to that show, though. Uh, so remember that if you want to come out. And for the time being, I'm on uh, all three of those shows. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, everybody, love each other. Remember that. Bye. Bye.